0: Basically, I think what we're saying is that cannabis is the shit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. we like to hang and use it to party at the club, right. and to go to concerts and <laughs> it makes movies better and sex better and
0: And food. It makes food and better. Food better. <laughs> yes. Yes. It makes reading better, it makes music better. It makes everything better. It does what's up what's up my highness queens we are back with another episode of bluntly black girls and this episode we are getting international with this shit and we're going up north to our friends in canada um afro canada bud sisters uh they are a group a facebook group really um or i should say community of black women dedicated to normalizing cannabis by educating, entertaining and empowering their members. Um I found them when I first started all of this bluntly black girl stuff. I was doing my research, my Googles and I just loved everything that they were doing and I just I love the the community building that they were doing. So, um we've been trying to get together for the longest time. Finally got our ish together and we have a great episode for you. Um, I really think that I want to try and start like maybe a series like our international series. So this will hopefully be the first of many episodes where we get out of the US. Um, so we just you know sit have a sister smoke session, talk about some of the differences uh, between the US and Canada and legalization and how things run up there and really just talk about a lot about our mental health really. Um, I think that's probably the best in my opinion. Uh, part of this conversation is we really talked about um, bettering our mental health and making sure we put that first. And I know with everything that's going on um, in the world, we're losing a lot of um, people that are to mental health issues. and so I really um, felt good about having this conversation um, with Kadisha and she also in- incorporates mental health into her platform. They have weekly mental health check-ins with their members, so it was really nice to be able to kind of bounce ideas off of each other. Um, But anyways, say all that to say, we're about to get into this episode and talk about some real dope shit, so grab a blunt, a bong, a pipe, a a, a joint, a, a cannabis drink if you want, whatever you need, sit back, relax, get high, and let's talk about some shit. Let's do this. Let's get into this episode.
1: I love your hair, by the way. That's oh, so Trinidad.
0: <laughs> Thank you. They are my favorite two colors, and I couldn't decide which one I was going to do, so I was like, fuck it. Let's do both. <laughs>
1: exactly. Now, if, if, if you were Trinidad, people would be like, oh, you're ready for Carnival. <laughs> oh, really?
0: Is that... I've always wanted yeah. to go to Carnival it's on my bucket list of things to do well, after the pandemic. Well, you can always
1: come up to the one in uh, Toronto.
0: Oh, they have it up there?
1: Yeah. I've never been to Canada.
0: I've always Sorry? wanted. I've never been to Canada. Um, okay. For years, I wanted to go to Canada simply. And when I say years, I mean probably until I was about 24-ish. Um, simply wanted to go to Canada, Canada to try Canadian bacon. Because I thought this was special bacon, and oh. I I actually told this to multiple people and throughout my life. And 24 probably is when somebody finally said, "You know, that's just ham, right?" And I was like, "Wait, what? <laughs> Excuse me? Uh, this is not like some special bacon." <laughs> and they're like, "Are you well, talking it's about stuff.
1: back bacon or regular bacon? What
0: the hell is back bacon?"
1: The back bacon kind of looks, or sorry, there's pea meal bacon. There's back, so pea meal bacon looks like slit, sliced ham, and they put a like um like a pea meal, like a cornmeal along the edge, like a little yellow powder.
0: Never heard of it. And
1: there. then I never had it till I moved to Toronto, and I don't even really <laughs> mess with it too hard. Um, and then there's the bacon. Bacon strips, right? Mm-hmm. Like regular bacon. Mm-hmm. Isn't it the same bacon you guys get?
0: Cause- yeah, but I thought Canadian bacon was like extra special, like a oh. whole different kind of bacon.
1: You like know what? I don't want to tell here. you it's not. I'm not a bacon eater. Maybe it is amazing, and you're going. To, it'll knock your socks Some,
0: off. Nah, it could. somebody's already ruined it for me. Although I still want to go just so I can try it. You know, it's been. It was on my bucket list for 24 years, so. Might as well do, but I, I have to say I was a little, uh, heartbroken when I found out it was not just like extra special bacon.
1: Nope. It, it, it's the same pigs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was not We don't happy.
1: have magical pigs in Canada. <laughs> oh
0: man. <laughs> and never, it never dawned on me that like maybe it's just ham.
1: <laughs> so where are you located?
0: I am in California, Bay Area. Okay. Yeah. Um, In
1: the Bay Area?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Love it. Okay, yeah. I want to visit Oakland sometime.
0: Yeah, I'm about, well, the way I drive, I'm about 30 minutes from Oakland. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's a great place, you know. Um, I have friends out there, family out there, a lot of culture, a lot of different things. Um, it obviously has its downfalls, you know, but what city doesn't? So right. Um, I love the history. I love the, the people there, so.
1: Have you always lived there?
0: I live in San Jose, so about thirty minutes away, um, and I've lived in San Jose my whole life, but um, different parts and stuff like that. So you're that. a
1: Cali girl for sure.
0: Absolutely not. I wouldn't oh. even say Cali. I feel like there's a difference between a Cali girl, an LA girl, or a Bay Area girl. I'm definitely the latter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, and I, and you know. I don't know if you can really explain the difference, but when you come out here and visit, because we f- we're friends now, um, yes. when you come out and visit, I'll show you.
1: <laughs> okay, and and I'll, I'm definitely going to, to, to keep my eye, I'm keeping you, I'm holding you to it, yeah. because I've been fascinated with the Bay Area for decades, and... Um, when I used to listen to uh, Sirius XM Radio, when I would commute to work, mm-hmm. I would listen to Sway in the morning. And yeah. the way that they would big up the Bay Area, I was like, oh, I'm almost pumped. And I'm an East Coast hip-hop girl. So I'm not going to pretend that I'm the world's biggest Too Short fan. <laughs> but <laughs> Bay Area people are so hyped on their own hype that they'll make you excited about it. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I, for today, for this next 20 minutes, I'm a Bay Area fan.
0: Exactly. There's, I tell people all the time, like, I do wish sometimes that, like, um, I would have been able to experience different, you know, cultures, areas, and stuff like that, obviously, growing up. But at the end of the day, I truly love being from the Bay. Like, I love our culture. I love just the way that we move. Um, and kind of like our mindset. Um, so, and you're right. Like, I feel like the people that are from here were very much, yeah, I'm from here. (laughs) So like, this is my place. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Gotta love the, the representation.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Do you ever get to run into Marshawn Lynch?
0: (laughs) No, I wish that would be amazing. He actually, um, I cause where he's from, um, my friend used to live over there. And so I used to oh, always wonder, kind of before he got, like, real, real big, I'm like, I wonder if I ever ran into you when I was just, like, walking to the liquor store or something. Or I would just walk right past you before I even knew who you were. Right, yeah. right. Th- those are
1: fascinating <coughs> things to think about, you know? Like, right. before they were famous, right? right? Like,
0: how many degrees of separation are we in here? <laughs> it's
1: true. It's true. We'll do that up here. I mean, like, you know... Um, I'm sure it's so funny. When I, I went to New Orleans for um, a cannabis conference last fall, and almost every other Uber I got into was playing Drake, and I'm like, okay, I guess these guys, these guys are playing more Drake than we do, and he's Canadian, he's from Toronto. That's
0: they. We love us some Drake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We let. What is the Toronto zone? Canada zone? Somebody's zone. Uh,
1: October's very. Oh, young.
0: there we go. The <laughs> month. Jesus.
1: <laughs> and i'm not a drink expert
0: right you and know, i was gonna say I'm, can you tell i'm not, tell? I'm not really right i'm not really i'm not a jerk hater i do love kids music but i also don't really care anything else about him so, right
1: exactly i'm not following him that hard no. no no
0: but you know your songs are good so i want to start off and let me introduce who came and smoked with me today um it's my girl highness queen khadijah am i saying that correctly Khadisha. Oh, yeah. Khadisha. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm very big on pronouncing people's names correctly, so I wanted to make sure. Um, so she is the founder and curator of, now here's another one, okay? Because for yeah. a very long time, I thought this said something, and then I realized there's another N in there. <laughs> so is it afro Can Canada, Canada is just Canada. Okay. Afro
1: Canada, bud sisters. The extra N is the wink at cannabis.
0: Okay, okay. I was like, I don't know if I pronounce this. No, it's the same way. <laughs> and then I just get stuck. Um. So Afro Canada, bud sisters, and that's yes. what I thought it said or thought it was at first. But I had to make sure. Um. And I have been wanting to get you on the show for so long. Oh my gosh, because I was just like black women in Canada that smoke cannabis. Yes. Those are my people. I need to talk to them. And so I started following you guys and I was like, yes, they talk about all these great things. I just love their vibes. So I was like, I have to get you guys on. Um, but you know, life. So it's been, it's been a while, but I'm so happy to finally get you here and, um, we can talk about some Canada cannabis.
1: Thank you for having me. I've been wanting to be on your show for a long time, too. Yeah, there's so many other people you've you've had that I follow and I, you know, caught snippets of your podcast. So thank you. It's so nice to to know that, you know, we were kind of just, you know, working
0: working our way towards each other. I'm a firm believer that everything happens the way it's supposed to happen. And so if it was meant to be, it would be. And here we are here we are. Well, thank you
1: for having me. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Yes, very. I'm I'm so excited. Um, so let's, uh, I didn't, I got so fangirl right there for a second. I didn't even finish my intro on you. Um, Afro Canada Bud Sisters, um, is an online collective of black women, uh, cannoisseurs. Am I saying that one right? Okay. Yeah. Cannoisseurs who enjoy the benefits of legalization in Canada um you guys are an online facebook community you you mainly um stay on facebook or do you venture onto the other platforms
1: well we're mainly on facebook because that's where the easiest engagement in terms of daily posts and themes and it it becomes the central hub where you get the codes for our zoom links and things like that Mm -hmm. um it start basically the group started online um It was my friend Natalie and I at the time, and we were smoking in my garage after just discovering that each one of us smoked. And she was like, there's got to be more of us out there. And I said, absolutely, there are more of us out there. It it was crazy Mm -hmm. because in March of 2020, we were a year and a half, you know, almost into legalization, but black women, we were still hiding it. You Mm -hmm. know, we're not obvious with the cannabis use, so we don't even know if... You know, the black neighbor we're seeing at the grocery store actually enjoys smoking in her backyard mm-hmm. because she's used to hiding it and I'm used to hiding it. And we're all used to, you know, running undercover with the stigma. So by I wanted to create a place, a safe space for black women to feel able to talk to others about cannabis. If they're curious about cannabis, there are women who who lurk because they're afraid of the implications of being publicly associated with it. But they will be in my DMs and say, thank you for covering that topic. I was wondering, you know, I've got cramps, and I find that, you know, I I get more miserable, and I wanted to try something, you know, but I I didn't want to ask out loud. So thanks for covering that topic. And here's the thing. We're not a monolith, even when it comes to cannabis. You could be a longtime cannabis user, and maybe you only smoke blunts. I can't roll to save my life. I only started maybe about five years ago.
0: Struggle, bust, like they'd be, fa- it'd be falling right. out the bottom. I'd be like, don't, don't, don't bend it down. Hit it like this because it's gonna fall out. <laughs> so I hear you.
1: Listen, pre roll cones saved my life. They okay? are my favorite.
0: <laughs> like I buy the big box from Raw all the time. Me too. Yes, it sits right next to my bed. <laughs> so you
1: get our pain, right? Yes. Like, so- um, and the thing is by having a space where we could just talk about anything to do with cannabis or even the effects of cannabis, like we would even have discussions about, Oh my gosh, I took too much THC and it's edible and I have a meeting coming up with work. What do I do? I- I'm worried I'm going to wake up high or you know what I mean? Like I'm still feeling the effects and we'll talk about, okay, up your CBD or use try some black pepper and like. We, we problem-solve together because there's no even though it's legal coast-to-coast coast in Canada, no one's really talking to the general public about cannabis. Mm-hmm. They just made it that we can walk into dispensaries and we can order online and it gets delivered to our door, hand-delivered, and we can smoke cannabis and use cannabis up to 28 grams we can walk around with without being persecuted. But it doesn't mean anyone's explaining the difference uh, in using bongs versus smoking with blunts or a joint. No one's talking about why people need tolerance breaks, or even suggesting it, you know, Mm -hmm. or alternatives, like flipping up the way you ingest your cannabis. No one talks about the differences in strains or other uses, like um, cooking with cannabis, or drinking teas with cannabis, like herb or smoking herbal blends, like lavender, or mixing rose petals with your cannabis. There's a world of things we can do with this plant. But no one in the cannabis industry is terribly motivated or capable because of licensing restrictions to reach the public about it so i feel like it's my purpose to connect black women in the plant
0: i love that so much that is literally the um the same thought process that brought along bluntly black girls and and noticing that hey, there's there's people like me out there and i want to meet more of them so let's build a community um and I I firmly believe that um black women especially are made to bring life and creation and creativity to the world, right? Obviously we yes. give birth, right? But yes. Yes. even more than just giving birth, like we birth things, like we birth yes. movements, we birth yes, we do. um new ways of thinking and so I felt like you said I felt like it was my passion and my purpose to go find my like people and maybe find the people who aren't like but are like you said lurking and do have this interest but are too afraid to say hey I'm one of them and show them that you can do it and there is nothing wrong with you this is not a, a negative thing it's actually a very positive thing it makes you feel better it makes me a better person it makes me right. a better sister, a daughter, a friend, everything. And why wouldn't I want to share that with other people like me? Um, makes so, me a
1: better parent.
0: Right. It makes me right. My mom tells quality. me all the time, girl, you yeah. get on my nerves. I need to go smoke or you go make me hurt you. Right. <laughs> all the time. Exactly.
1: Exactly. So and you know, it's sativa for the things I can change and indica for the things I cannot.
0: I love that. I love that. I think I'm going to have to put that, like, somewhere. That might be the the name of the show or something. But I love that line. (laughs) (laughs) Sativa for the things I I can change and Indica for the ones I cannot. Because we're going to wake up and try this again later. (laughs)
1: Exactly. Exactly. And that's exactly what happens. It's a reset.
0: Yes. And that's normally what I do. Be like, all right, this ain't working. Let's go take a nap. (laughs) That is how I reset. So why not uh, involve cannabis in that? I'm down for it. Um, so, you've given us some backgrounds on, on Afro uh, Canada Bud sisters, and I still always really want to say, I don't know what I thought it was, like Canada.
1: <laughs> I never thought of how people would approach it phonetically. It was honestly, I just wanted it to be knowing like I wanted it that people could look at it know that it was Canadian and know that it was cannabis like it was either you know what like it I mean like I feel like
0: probably most people wouldn't have this problem so I think you're I think this is probably a me thing and <laughs> not a you thing but you know it's fine <laughs> not
1: at all you're probably just the only ones who have who you know said it out loud because you're right up here everybody's gonna you know they're gonna get the, the yeah better or they'll get the connection better, but it's true. Like And it's funny because we toyed with Afro Canada Bud Sisters or Afro Bud Sisters. And, you know, it was just, we could get the domain name for Afro Canada Bud Sisters.
0: Sometimes that's that's really what it comes down to. (laughs)
1: Sometimes. Right. What is is available? (laughs) Exactly. But that, that desire for community, it is so, first of all, I don't know about you, but I saw guys doing that with cannabis for decades. You know, men passing the blunt in the weed circles. Whether you know you're around the yardy types or the different type, the different types of groups that would use cannabis among men. Whether they're at the garage or they're at the the gate, where they you know where the plugs at, and they're they're passing around. Men passing around the blunt was you saw a fellowship that happened, mm-hmm. and the plant has been. Through the prohibition or the effects of prohibition, if you think about it, the cannabis plant has primarily been dominated by men. Most mm-hmm. most people's dealers were men, mm-hmm. right? I had a podcast guest who's a very near and dear bud sister and I'm on my executive team, and in our discussion, she was like – the the first time she relaxed was when she had, her weed man was a woman <laughs> because – you know, there were certain inherent things, you know, it's an illegal product, you're going to wherever you can find the product, mm-hmm. but if the guy wants to sit and chill with you and smoke with you, right. you're well, at that mercy, right? right? So um, with legalization, I saw an opportunity for myself to empower myself. I, I wasn't depending on the guy to give me whatever it was to smoke. I could go into a store and pick what I want. But how was I going to learn that? Well, you have to go to dispensaries that are going to teach that to you. Mm -hmm. You know, they're going to teach you that because, you know, also for decades when I would smoke, um, joints or, you know, socially, nobody talked to me about sativa or indica or strains at all. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, no, not until I started going to the dispensaries and, you know, you're right. I don't think I've ever really thought of it that way. Like, um, even the smoke session, even before legalization, it was always, um, a male-dominated community, like we know, the, the the cannabis industry period is white male-dominated. But beyond yes. that, um, I don't know that I've ever thought of it like as the the smoke session itself. You don't really see many female smoke sessions even before legalization, and um, that is it was it was something that um, I feel like I didn't recognize at the time that I was missing, and. And now that you bring it up, I'm like, yeah, I guess I didn't really have that when I was first starting to smoke and, and, um, I didn't know what strains were or what any of this stuff was. I smoked whatever somebody gave me. Right. And And, we all did.
1: Whether it was, um, our boyfriends, our girlfriend, like our cousins, our big brothers, we smoked whatever anybody, our dads gave us, you know, it's because, um, it was illegal. It, it wasn't gonna be something that women were necessarily going to be going and risking their lives to grow, right. right? Like, even the procure, so we get why we got here, but now it's legal. Like, it's legal where you are. It doesn't mean we have to stay confined. Right. So like, the first summer after we started our butt sisters group, we're talking about, well, let's do something. We had a garden party, a tea party outside. We had pre-rolls, two different types of strains. We We had like finger sandwiches, in like um, flavored water and tea, and people w- went home with swag bags, and they loved it. Cannabis was flowing. We had we were wearing fascinators and sundresses, <laughs> but it was a garden. It was a week party, like a garden tea party. But and is, we called it Bud Sisters High Tea.
0: That is so cute. I love that.
1: Yeah. And then, just, so that that was one thing we did. And then a few months later, we were like, oh, it's September, let's meet up and do a bonfire. We do a bonfire by Lake Ontario. Mm-hmm. And we, again, walk with pre-rolls, we walk with our own firewood, and we would sesh all black women by the waterfront.
0: Right. We've and done
1: that about four or five times.
0: And that's so empowering. It's so empowering to just be around other black women that you don't feel like you have to hide who your true self is. You can you can be the bluntly black girl. You can be the African bud sister that you are, and not feel like you have to um, be on guard. I find myself right. like I'm, um, like my mom, for example. She dis, she gets so mad at me when I hit my pen out in public. She gets so yeah. frustrated. She's like, people are gonna know, and I'm like, but I don't care. <laughs> And I don't know these people, <laughs> so I don't. And even if I did, I don't care. But I want to, my goal is to break that stigma. I, I don't think I'm going to break it in my mother. I, I've yep. kind of let that ship sail. But break that general stigma in the world. Like, you don't have to be afraid to show this. There's so many other groups that have no problem with showing this, thrive in this area, are celebrated in this area. And Yes. Yeah. We should be at the top of that damn list.
1: Exactly. Because, A, first of all, the whole, re- the whole reason it was illegal was because they wanted to keep us out and to persecute us for using it. Mm-hmm. So they didn't have the baggage. You know, other ethnic groups did not have the baggage that came with the plant. They could walk around smelling like weed and not be harassed by police. Mm-hmm. We walk by the same police officers we were getting frisked. Mm-hmm. And, and getting some into court, you know what I mean? If not worse. Right. So, um, we, like, even though the push, and I'm really glad, like, it's funny, I, I was talking with a, a cannabis scientist and an educator out in the UK, and they're, you know, she's a medical cannabis advocate and educator, and to her, they're, they're still quite a ways from adult use, like, legalization. And I said, well, it'll be interesting, because I feel whenever the US legally federal, like, legalizes federally other countries are going to feel like okay we don't have to worry about being persecuted by americans for doing the same thing
0: Mm -hmm. yeah i agree because
1: i'll be honest for us going to the the con we went to a, a black cannabis conference and we got to speak at it two panels at the black cannabis conference in new orleans last year in november uh crossing the border I like at the airport when they're asking, you know, at customs, what are you going for? I have to say it was a girl's trip. I could yeah. not say I was going to a cannabis conference.
0: Right. Cause I mean, immediately you're going to be like, antennas up. What do you have? Let me check all your stuff.
1: They, they actually could probably ban me from going in. Like oh, we've really? heard stories of that. We've heard stories Oh wow! Of that. Like, and I mean, cannabis executives don't even talk about like, so when they're flying, they don't talk about. I, you know, I work for Aurora Cannabis, kind of thing. You know, oh, like wow. with U.S. Know. Customs because it's 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 illegal federally, right? Yeah.
0: So That that line just makes it so bleh. like that federal legalization, like just come on now, because we're so, here. And so,
1: picture flying, right? Right. And so, I'm getting ready to fly. I'm eating my edibles and the like. You know, I'm just gonna drink all the infused pop uh, teas. <laughs> I was eating edibles. I think I probably had about 200 milligrams of THC in me. It was amazing, um, but coming back, I'm like smoking vape pens in the bathroom at the <laughs> airport in New Orleans, and I'm like, Am I, "Have I taken all of it out? Have right. I Is I there anything sick? left Am I okay in here?" I'm going to throw it in the garbage. I right. felt guilty. Who wants to, wants to
0: throw to away? <laughs> Who wants to throw away a half-used cartridge? Not I.
1: Right and you wouldn't have i bet you and you no. wouldn't have needed to because you would have been fine flying domestically yeah and like it's just not even the same rig like would you have thrown it out no you see
0: yeah no but i probably would have put it when i know like when we traveled i would put my pin um in my carry-on or i mean my the, uh, the one that goes underneath the plane and yes. then just suffer for the whole plane ride but trust me, and
1: that's me, the suffering, part. right? I have like chronic neck pain, chronic <laughs> back pain, so I can't do the suffer.
0: Right, like, I was, I was like, uh, I do remember being on the plane, wishing, man, I just wish I would have risked it all, try to bring my pen with me, because Lord, I wish I had my pen right now. <laughs>
1: And that's it. It's the wishing that you could have risked it all. And then you look across you from, you know, the aisle and someone's there with their double scotch and they're fine.
0: Right. Right. The struggle. But to
1: actually give you, that's a great segue though, because you were asking about cannabis up in Canada. Well, we got news on a press release about a week and a half ago, an airport in in B.C., is going to be the first one to have a cannabis retailer in the airport.
0: Oh, wow. BC is British Columbia?
1: Yes. Yeah. So closer to you than to me. Okay.
0: <laughs> hey, I might have to go through there when I come and visit you. Go, go this way. <laughs> well,
1: you know, you'll be tempted. You'll yeah. be tempted to, to you know, hop into Vancouver, right? Yeah. So Because, you know, some of the OGs in Cali... You know, they'll tell you that the 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 lineage of the flower that you love probably came originally from BC.
0: <laughs> oh wow! See, I know all the the growing and the plantology part, whatever that's called. Uh, I know nothing about. <laughs> I I but... know just
1: a little above nothing. Yeah. I mean, I took a, <laughs> a five-part course, and so they they explained. You know, the different types of the plant, the cycle, the growth cycle. And I've grown my own. We're allowed to grow up to four plants in every I really
0: want to grow this year. I really want to grow this year. Um, Last year, when I thought of, when I was, like, in the process of, like, hey, maybe I could try this. It was at the end of the season. And so I was like, okay, I'll just wait until next year. So now, because it's like, you're supposed to start, like, end of March, beginning of April, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, I'm going to start doing my researches, my googles and all that because I really want to try and grow this year. Just to well, see. Well, there's a Black Cannabis can
1: Cultivators group on Facebook.
0: Oh, really? So, hit
1: me up and I'll I'll invite you to it.
0: Definitely. I'm all here for all. I love a learning. Um, so I'm down to try almost anything once. So.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Awesome.
0: Um, I think we got you're just so interesting. <laughs> I think we oh. got distracted again, but I want to give you time to introduce yourself to us and tell us about yourself and how um, you guys started on your cannabis journey.
1: Oh, thank you. Well, basically, um, in my day job, I'm an insurance professional and I've been that for all, probably about 28 years now. But um, about 2017, I started um, dealing with chronic shoulder pain. And what I was finding was because I'd wake up late at night, um, I, you know, when I roll onto it, um, I decided to try cannabis because it would make me sleep like a log and I wouldn't move and toss and turn. Um, so and can, I was amazed that it actually worked.
0: Can I it ask really you, did. were you using, um, THC or CBD for your THC. Shoulder?
1: Okay. Yeah, no, it would have had, but it honestly, it was whatever the barber could get me.
0: True. Like, right, true.
1: right. So it was forty dollars, and it would last me a week, you know, Ugh. crazily enough. Because good, good he days. would get me basically the equivalent of an eighth, and I would maybe smoke half a joint at night. Because I found, especially early on, three three puffs, and I was like, okay, I'm having a coughing fit, but I was high enough, and I was I keep going on with my my night and go to sleep. Um, fast forward though, a few years ago, I was in a car accident and. Things started falling apart around me while I was still trying to be the superwoman that I thought I was. Mm-hmm. That's You right. know, because hmm? the superwoman that you are, I that I thought I was. I'm a human being now. I know. I'm a human being.
0: <laughs> the the amazing woman that you are. Let's change that from superwoman to amazing woman because I do agree. I think the superwoman complex, especially in black women, is very yeah. very dangerous. Um, So I I agree with that. We're going to change it to the amazing woman that you are and leave it there.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. And thank you. Thank you for the reframing of that. And so what I found was happening um, is I was starting to use the cannabis more. i was starting to use it, you know, at the start of the day because I was just dealing with so much anxiety. And then I was winter was coming. I was in a lot of pain and the depression was just heavy. And then the, the pandemic broke, so I had just started this online group with a friend, and we added people we knew. I think maybe twenty people between the two of us, because you're adding Black women that you knew smoke. Mm-hmm. We were scared to offend anybody else, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. and today and we've got eight hundred and fifty members. That
0: and is amazing. So those early days, we
1: would just meet, like we would post, you know, little jokes, weed jokes, whatever. But we'd also pro we would post about how we were coping because we're we don't know what's going on. Our kids are home stuck with us. This was you know March and April of 2020 when you know people are hoarding toilet paper and we're we're being entertained by TikTok 24 seven. So women were struggling, and so we even women who thought of or maybe only used cannabis maybe in college were like, no, now. I now it feels like a good coming. time you know, to time. Yeah,
0: now feels like yeah. a good time to pick this back up.
1: Yes, for a lot of canuck curious women, the, the pandemic like broke down whatever was holding them back from at least exploring it. And the ease, you could order it with your credit card and it came to your door. It's not like you had to walk into a dispensary and risk running into somebody, mm-hmm. right? Like you could be very private about it. And, like you know, there's vape pens, there's so many different ways to ingest. If you don't like smoke, you can make teas. You can, you know, there's so many different things. So, what it basically happened was this group of black women, we all grew in our cannabis journey and our knowledge together, you I know. Love that. And we w- were in the pandemic and we were looking for ways to connect. So, it started by using the Facebook messenger function, and you'd have rooms that we could set up. We got so big that we were breaking down the rooms, like they were getting glitchy. So we now have um, Zoom chats once to twice a week. Wednesday night is our mental health check-in. It's the the Bud Sister's mental health check-in on every Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. And that's a two-hour block where since November of 2020, women have known they can come, bring their weed, and just let their hair down and chill. If you wanna bitch about all the Trumpers in your timeline, you could do that. If you wanna just talk about what's on TV, you could do that too, but it was was helpful. It was really helpful to help people um, ground themselves in Mm. a world that was feeling more and more uncertain.
0: Um, So with that said, I wanna do a quick uh, temp check for you. How's your mental health doing this week? Um, how, how you been? <laughs>
1: it's been, um, it's been a week, like it's, it's been a good week, but it's, it's tough in the winter. Okay. So mm. where I'm at, um, the days are short, they're dark, there were more great today is sunny, but, uh, the other sunny day there, there's been very few sunny days our temperatures are in the, the very deep minuses and there's like three feet of snow outside minuses.
0: So, oh no.
1: Yeah. No, there's snow outside. Mm-mm. There's full on. And I mean like people had to shovel this week cause we got extra snow. So Mm-mm. when that kind of weather happens, I'm not as outside. I don't get the vitamin D. I don't get the sun to recharge. And so you we i end up living off of artificial sources of light and heat to feel better Mm -hmm. if that makes sense Mm -hmm. because you know as a friend of mine likes to remind me canadians are in an abusive relationship with winter
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah everything you're describing does not sound like i could ever be there during winter
1: and I don't do well with cold. You know, and it was better when I used to ski, but my son is a, like, he, he's a, a very happy, active, and competitive hockey player, a teenage hockey player, teenage hockey player. So he keeps me anchored to the winter here, and my, my responsibility, so I don't even get to run away. Mm -mm. and you know um get away from the winter and even though i used to ski his activities don't even really give me allowance to do that so i cope by staying inside living with uv therapy lights and lots of heat
0: (laughs) yeah no that would i always said like when i was younger i was like if i ever live in a state that like it snows i'm going to have to have a second home in a state that does not snow Because when it's snowing there, I can't be there. Like, it's just not going to work out. (laughs) So I'm going to have to have a whole So you don't even
1: want to try it. Because I used to go to Black Ski Weekends. They would take MLK Weekend. There'd be... Um, a ski resort two hours north and there'd be a group of of singles from Detroit that would come up and they would come for you know MLK weekend skiing and I'd be fascinated because it's like you knew they had just bought the gear (laughs) for this one trip
0: (laughs) (laughs) no I went to the snow one time when I was in uh, high school I went on a church trip and I stepped off the bus and fractured my ankle and I've never been back to the snow since I don't think the snow likes so me. So
1: that, yes, that would be a traumatic event <laughs> associated Literally, with your exposure.
0: off the bus, like th- yeah. I didn't even get to do anything, and it was a trip yeah. that I didn't really want to go on in the first place because of snow and cold. Right. But so I, now my, you're
1: like, you see, I was right. I should have listened to my instinct, mm-hmm. Right. My
0: mom made me go, stepped off the bus, and almost died.
1: <laughs> do you so, make her feel guilty for that?
0: Of course. <laughs> It's my job as a daughter. It's, like, it's
1: my job as a yeah.
0: daughter. What? Like, see, I told you I didn't want to come here and now look at me. My foot's gonna fall off. I love it.
1: I love it because I would have done the same. I would have played. Right.
0: Do you not do you even love me, mom? Do you even love me? Gosh. <laughs> I I'm a little dramatic, but you know I
1: love it. Yeah. Bring all the drama. Yeah, this it's... is safe and nice drama.
0: <laughs> right, this is the yes. fun stuff. I keep things interesting. Yes. Um, so tell me what you're smoking today. You've you've hit a few more times than I have because I cough a lot and I didn't want to interrupt you. Uh, but what are you smoking today? I see you got the bong and it looks like a very pretty bong.
1: This is a brand new bong. Okay, Look at that. and it's funny because I got my first bong about a year and a half ago and then I didn't really love it and a piece of it broke so I stopped using it I got another one about a month and a half ago fell in love with it I have and now I've got an addiction where when <laughs> I see pretty glass I now have to buy it
0: I, know. <laughs> I, I bought one and I was like nope. I already see this, this is gonna be a- I have a tendency to collect things um, That's like- what I'm
1: Collecting yeah, I'm collecting now.
0: collecting
1: shafts.
0: Yeah. No i <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm not mad at it. It's a pretty good shaft to collect. <laughs>
1: exactly. It's the safest one for me right now. Right.
0: No cooties on that one. Nope. No cooties. No
1: cooties. We don't need to. No extra precautions necessary. Right.
0: And it doesn't talk. Even better. No
1: back talk. No, no back talk. talk
0: absolutely (laughs) yeah so i was like no do not start this until i get my own house um then i will build my bong wall but because i already know once i start i'm gonna go crazy i'm gonna buy them all the time i'm not gonna have anywhere to store them so i'm i'm making myself wait um my dream right house has a full-on library with like this the ceiling to floor library shelves and one I would say probably half of the room will be books, and the other half will probably be bongs on on the shelves. And then I will be a happy girl, like I will.
1: Uh, that sounds like bliss to me. Right, I absolutely. will
0: feel like I have made it in life if I have my bong library.
1: You absolutely will have.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: So, what are you smoking? What are you smoking?
0: So today I have, and I, I've been, I've been, haven't hit it yet because I'm definitely gonna cough. Uh, but this is Baby Jeters. Um, they're little pre rolls, and they're infused, um, with liquid diamonds. I don't. I wonder if it's always said okay.
1: That. So diamonds, okay. So that's gonna be a higher THC. It's gonna yeah. be almost like having the moon rock effect, but like yeah. liquid diamonds. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. and this one is. I love Baby Jitters. I, I buy these things like three or four little cans at a time. Um, because they're just so convenient, they're already rolled, and I get really, really high. And they're little, so it's not like I have to like worry about not finishing it. Uh, how many
1: do you get in a jar? Five.
0: Five. Okay, and how much
1: would it go for?
0: Um, these ones are thirty-eight plus tax. You know, tax is a bitch, so they. Pro- I think they come. That's out-
1: not bad for five, and that mm-hmm. does it total about three th- grams or four grams or.
0: I think three.
1: Three? Three or
0: three and a half, probably? Yeah, I think three. But I think they're okay. a little over one. Would well, no, that... I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> 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 I promise, I'm really good at math, but my math ain't mathing right now. All that I know... is five. <laughs>
1: it's five.
0: There's five in here, and I think total it's 3.5 grams.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So they're
0: about 0.3 each, probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And this one is grapefruit Romulan. It's a hybrid. It's one of my favorites. It's the very first one that I had. And the flavor is just superb. Um, I am trying to stop my vape pen. I have, um, like, not cannabis vape, like a regular vape pen. Um, oh. And so okay. I'm on today's day three of no vape pen. Um, but I need okay. that. F-
1: huh? Congratulations. oh
0: thank you um I haven't killed anybody yet um, but I need the flavor and so I like these because they have they do have the flavored terpenes on the outside and okay. so that flavor substitutes the vape flavor for me so hopefully that they...
1: sounds like a reg- a nice product
0: yeah I love them I have the, and they have so many different flavors so um, I'm gonna smoke this you're gonna hit your bong I'm gonna cough a little yep. bit and then we'll we'll go ahead and finish. <laughs>
1: That sounds great. Oh, did you
0: tell us what you were smoking today? I'm sorry.
1: Oh, okay. So what I have is it's by Tantalus Labs and it's called Wedding Crashers. This is an mm. indica and uh, it's got like 24.1% THC and then I'm going to add some hash. I've got some Lilluit gold bubble hash. And so I'm going to add some hash to the top. The top. Yeah, like a topper. And get high,
0: high. Right, because you know, <laughs> it's Sunday, why not? I that's think,
1: right. And where else am I going? What else am I doing?
0: I think this is a 35. I think that's what the number was. The percentage was 35.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, because of the extra stuff, like mm-hmm. the. That's in yours. Yeah, absolutely. Mm hmm. How's your
0: week been? Um, this week was a little difficult. Uh but it's over now, so yeah. you know, and we're still here, still smoking, still That's right, you know, doing the thing. So I'm gonna take stock of that and um I also realized that I was being a little hard on myself this week. <laughs> like I for a while I was feeling like last few days I was feeling like I haven't really been doing anything, (laughs) like, doing productivity-wise or, like, goal-wise. I haven't been doing the things that I've set out to do. But then I sat down last night and I really um, talked with my therapist and I really, like, listed the things that I did do this week. And um, I was like, okay. I actually did do a lot more than I thought I did. Uh, But because I was focusing on the things that I didn't do, I couldn't see those other things. Um, So... That's what we're taking into next week. We're going to focus on the that's positive good. to see, you know, so we can see more of those positive things. Yeah.
1: Absolutely.
0: So not the greatest week, but not the worst and getting better. Thank you for asking. You know, and
1: that's all you can hope for is when it's getting better, right? right. Like
0: right. Life is sure. a roller coaster. And as much as I hate roller coasters, doesn't mean that we get off the ride. Nope, we don't. Yeah.
1: We gotta buckle in sometimes, right?
0: Because... <laughs> um we let's do our high blessings real quick. Oh that is yes. so um timely. Um did you wanna do yours first or would you like me to do mine?
1: No go you you'll go ahead and do yours first.
0: Okay. So um, I want to preface this with um, the high blessings is basically the the affirmation part of my my show and I think it's like I was saying before, it's so hard for me to speak positively to myself. like it's hard for me to see the the good things that I've done. I, I have a tendency to focus on what I haven't done. Um, so I really wanted to implement positivity and positive affirmations and manifestations into the show so that's what the high blessings are i get high and i put out the good energy positive energy into the world um so my affirmation actually had something different this morning but um what's coming to my mind right now is that i have the knowledge and the willpower And the dedication to keep going. Yeah. I love that. I love that. That feels really good because I feel like that's just, like I said, I feel like this week was a really weird week for me. And I I felt like I was slowing down, but maybe I'm not really slowing down. And even if I am, is that really bad thing? As long as I keep going.
1: And I struggle with that too. Like with, like I'm a, a, a pretty new entrepreneur with this. And so the being new at this and being in an industry that is very new around us, like the cannabis industry in, in Canada is very, very fresh still, right? It's an emerging industry. I find because of that and the lack of people around us acknowledging and validating it because, you know, the stigmas and all that, the imposter syndrome is very it's real for me it's Mm -hmm. very hard sometimes it it can paralyze me from even starting whatever I needed to do on a given day Mm -hmm. so my high blessing and affirmation and thank you for prompting me to look at it was you know I I need to you know if I can believe it I can achieve it you know I have to believe it though Mm -hmm. because it's it's always worked whenever I have believed it in the past right
0: right? but and that's that's Like, the definition of manifestation, right? Like, if I believe it, it will come. I will make it happen because I know this is my destiny.
1: Exactly. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, even with Bud Sisters, it started with if we build it, they will come, Mm -hmm. and that's what we're building, you know? We're building a safe space for women to come and learn about and and be around cannabis, you know?
0: And I I don't even know if you know, but you're you're building – something that's inspirational, like just hearing the story of Afro, but uh, Afro Canada, but sisters. Um, like I said, I, I've been following you guys for, you know, almost since the beginning, but I never really knew the whole story and the depth of what you have going on here. And hearing, you know, that you've been able to grow from your little group of 20 to, you know, over 850, like that gives me so much inspiration. I don't even think, you know, like you said that and my eyes, my, my eyes probably didn't say it, but my brain started like, oh my gosh, see, you can do it. You can do it. Like if she was able to do this, why can't you? And so I just want you to know that it's, it's definitely giving me a little kick in the pants um, to, to see your success. So, whenever you have that moment of imposter syndrome, I hope maybe you can recall this conversation and know that you may be feeling like an imposter. But to me, you are uh, a teacher, a leader. Um, yeah, all of those things. So I hope that that makes you feel better. Yeah, cause that is amazing. And that you're doing what I want to do. And it makes me feel like it's possible. Well,
1: thank you. And anything I can do to help you on how to build your community, let me know. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. For sure. It's just such a little squish moment. Yeah. I'm going to take another hit because that was. Yes,
1: because it's love and care. Right.
0: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It was a beautiful moment. Now we have to take a hit. Yes. Yes.
1: Yes. It's too much. It's too much. We got to level it out. (laughs)
0: Do you think, like, it's better to have, like, you see how your bones, like, the, the, what's that thing called? The, it's really long? Yeah, that yes. part. Um, I think
1: it's better, it, it lets it cool it a little bit before it's coming down to my throat.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's not as harsh?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And you could add ice cubes. I you can add ice cubes. cubes.
0: hmm
1: I didn't today, but you can't. Absolutely.
0: Because the one I have, um, it's a really short really short hold on let me grab it real quick
1: i have like this um as well my bud sister erica just um gifted me with this it's by aurora it's, it's a, a straight water bubbler pipe so it's like a mini bomb but i haven't tried it yet
0: see this it's really dirty so don't mind that this oh well,
1: no worries this yeah is... i think if you had a longer stem you wouldn't cough as much
0: yeah and there's a because it would travel there. further. There's a crack in here somewhere because every time I use it, water spills out. Um,
1: so you need a new bong, sis. That's yeah. a sign.
0: Yeah. Um, But I I can tell you. So the first time I used it, I did an episode with somebody and like she showed me how to pack it and like all that. And because uh, like I smoked out of bongs before, but I never had like my own. And. Uh, Same. Same. I got so high. <laughs> So, the high is definitely more intense off a of bong hit than just my regular <coughs> joint or pre-roll. Because I was. And
1: I think. Super do you find you use less? Huh? You will use less weed because it's you're getting yeah. an intense hit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because this, that is true. Which, you know, I always like saving my weed. Not mad about that at all. But I do need to get another one because I want one bigger and this one has a crack. Yes. You should get another one.
1: Send me a pick when you do. Yeah,
0: I have a pineapple one, but I haven't used it. And and then my... What are you
1: waiting for?
0: I don't know. I don't want
1: to break it. I'm the same way. I have a pretty one I won't touch because I don't want to break it. Yeah.
0: And I love pineapples.
1: Oh, look how pretty that is.
0: <laughs> my brother got it for him. He, he called me when he was at the smoke shop. He's like, they got a pineapple ball here. I said, I want it. <laughs> yeah, I love pineapples. So your brother pineapples. smokes
1: too?
0: Well, my whole family.
1: But your mom is the one that
0: has an issue with it? No, um, my mom doesn't like, won't do it out in public like won't hit a pin or anything like that. She doesn't really want people knowing. Like people who are her friends, friends know because they've known her, you know, for years and stuff like that. But she's very private about it. Um, my dad, he's the same way, but my dad won't smoke with me. My dad, my dad won't. He'll he'll hide the pipe in his hand. Like we all go out into the garage and smoke, right? Like everybody goes out to the garage and smokes. And He'll, I'll go out in the garage and he'll he'll hide the pipe in his hand I was like I know why you're here you're out here for the same reason I'm out here you don't have to hide it in your hand or like he'll have just hit it and he'll like be sitting there holding his mouth closed and he's just got smoke in his mouth I'm like I'm just gonna stand here until you like what are you gonna do swallow it like I know you smoke <laughs> like you don't have to hide it but he. he Why still... do you think he
1: hides it so hard? Like, cause is it is it still a st- is the stigma so big still in in California? Because I would have mm. thought. No. It it's... being so West Coast that it, it you, like legalization was just. It's a not that at all. It's
0: that he will not smoke with his daughter. Like okay, he, he, it's just a, does not it's want... a dad because I've had boyfriends. Yeah. That he smoked with. I've had my brothers he smoked with. Uh, I've had friends come by the house and he smoked with them. But he will not smoke with me or any of my cousins. Or like, it's a, it's a, a dad. It's a gender thing. It's a
1: gender, it's a gender thing. thing. Yeah. Okay. Um
0: It drives me absolutely crazy. Does he crazy.
1: smoke with your mom?
0: Of course. Oh. Yeah. That's an interesting it's decision,
1: It's only man.
0: with me and yeah, and, or, or with my aunt. Like... Yeah. It's just me and, like, my cousins. He won't smoke with us.
1: Okay. Yeah. Interesting. It's
0: very weird. We make fun of him all the time. But, <laughs> but or, like, I'll be out in the garage smoking with my mom and my, my aunt, my brother, whatever. And then he'll come knocking on the garage door. And I'm like, oh, my God. And he'll, like, poke his head out. Are you done yet? I want to come out here cuz he won't go out there if I'm out there. And so I have to stop smoking, go in the house like a child so that he can go in the garage and like hit it a few times. He don't even smoke that much. Hit it a few times to go come back in the house and go back on his computer. I was like, you there's, s- there's
1: a magic strain out there that we need to get your dad so that he can could, he could let go of this hang-up. It is
0: so ridiculous. This is like
1: musical chairs or something. It really <laughs>
0: is. It really is. Like, he comes and he just looks at me at the door, and that basically, basically means get out so I can smoke. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody else in the room has to leave but me.
1: <laughs> right? Because it's his house, of course.
0: <laughs> so ridiculous. So ridiculous. But you know what?
1: There's the reverse to this. When I when I was starting to use cannabis more, particularly because I had been injured from my car accident and I was just using it more to cope, I was hiding it from my son. And so to hide it from my son, I would smoke in my garage and he wouldn't normally catch it. The most he would do is sometimes he'd smell me. Like if I'd gone out on a walk and I'd say, oh, I walked by people that were smoking. I don't know why I thought he believed this, but, you know. (laughs) So one day, I watched my son at the hockey rink with one of my cousins who owns an edibles company. And we came back. The rink is five minutes from my house. (coughs) We came back to my house, and we're in the garage smoking. (coughs) My other cousin was driving my son home. Because, you know, after the game, he's got to do the coach's chat, and they take off their equipment. So he was about 15 minutes behind us. My other cousin and I were smoking in the garage. My cousin that lives with me pulls in and opens up the garage. I don't know why he opened up the garage. <laughs> I guess he thought i left the light on because, you know, you can't yeah. see above the lights in the garage. Yeah. So he opens up the garage and I'm hiding my joy. <laughs> my cousin's smoking he is. He's like an adult. It's legal.
0: <laughs> This Why is your you house.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and he said, and it, it's your house. <laughs> <laughs> so the door comes up and my son's like, what are you doing? Ah. <laughs> and, and, and I hear my cousin say, just, just live your truth. Okay. You caught me. I took it out. You caught me. i was smoking. He's like, oh, okay. And he goes inside.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and he's fine. See all that worry, and you're the one freaking out, and he's like, "Okay, whatever, mom, bye." Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> that is hilarious. I do wonder would it have been different if it was your daughter than your son? Like, cause you know how me, my dad, it's because yeah. he's the dad and I'm the daughter. He's fine with, with my brothers, but he I don't smokes think with them. I would them.
1: have had a gender issue because yeah. I'm, I'm too heavily a feminist myself.
0: Yeah. And I'm just dealing yeah, with, so, mean,
1: with a daughter, my only concern and, and with my son is them want, my concern wasn't him judging me. I just didn't want to overexpose. I worried I was going to overexpose him and he try he'd be inclined to try to early, early or something. Mm-hmm. And you know what's happened? The opposite. Right. He complains if he can even smell it in the hallway, like outside my room. Mm-hmm. And I have like a, a two hundred dollars filter going. So I'm like, really? Are you sure you can smell this? Are you really sure you're smelling this, or are you smelling it on my clothes? Right. Is this just in your? It? Right.
0: Is this just in your? Are you just saying these things to me? <laughs> yeah, that is so, hilarious.
1: He's got no interest in it, and so you know, um, the uh, the flip side is. If he were exposed or decided that he did want to use it, I I'd like to think he'd be comfortable enough to come to me to talk about it.
0: Yeah, I would think so because you've you've normalized it for him.
1: Yes, or at least exactly. enough for
0: him to have that conversation.
1: Yeah. yeah. So that's my hope, like one that he doesn't try it too early, but the second, if he does, that he's comfortable enough to come to me to you know, to obtain it safely, if that is the decision he's determined to make.
0: Yeah. Do you mind if okay. I ask how old your son is? Just curious.
1: He's 15 and a half. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. And that's about that age where you're like.
1: But you... because he's an athlete. No I was going to say, I
0: think the athlete thing is yeah. what, because I, you know, a lot of dead, like you said, he's very dedicated to, to yeah. his, his sport. Really dedicated people, even in high school, they're, they're not going to let nothing get in the way. Of exactly. What, where Especially goes. if
1: there's, there's, um, fast reflexes mm-hmm. at play right mm-hmm. he doesn't he's not going to do something that's going to slow his reflexes right. even a millisecond yeah so I, I think there's no attraction at all to him and that makes me very happy yeah. or yeah.
0: i'm not mad know? not mad at
1: all nope no, i'm not mad <laughs> now if he had an injury though and had like was an adult and was suffering like a debilitating pain injury i would prefer he would explore at least cannabis menace medical cannabis
0: versus um, white drugs,
1: versus painkillers. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Because of the
1: addiction issue with
0: opiates, yeah. you know. Yeah, uh, that's definitely one of my biggest uh, things about it is like I always try, I always tell people try cannabis first because people, you know, and cannabis is cannabis addictive. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like that's a whole nother conversation because I think you really have to get into the word, the word addictive means and all that stuff. Um, but I, without a whole lot of deep thought into it, I don't think cannabis is addictive. I think opiates are addictive. Um, I think cannabis helps you feel better and in, in an organic way. Um, and so I think that's where that line is for me. Um, so I would always recommend cannabis over any type of pill or anything like that. Any day.
1: I think cannabis can be addictive if you have an addictive personality, period. True. And if you have an addictive personality, you're going to be addicted to poker too. You're probably addicted to alcohol. You get what I'm trying to say? Yeah.
0: The thing um, doesn't have to be bad for and, and the, the addiction and it's to be bad. Only with those
1: people that I would say you'd have to be concerned about a detriment. But even then, I mean, like I said, there's the right strain for almost everybody,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know. And um, so, yeah, what would you call addiction if, if I'm, you know, what I mean, if it's the strain that is supporting my end- endocannabinoid system, is it an addiction? Right. Right.
0: And that's what I'm saying. Like, is Fair. it? you drink water every day because that helps your body feel better. It helps your body move. Yeah. So if I'm smoking weed every day, because this is what helps my body function like is. Yeah. And I think that's what I'm saying. Like that, that, that hard, that difficult conversation comes in. Cause it's very hard to make that distinction. Um, like I yeah. said, everything just because something is not inherently bad. Doesn't mean that the addiction to it isn't bad. Um, right. So I do. And it like, comes
1: down to the impacts too on your lifestyle.
0: Right. I think that's. If it probably impacts your productivity, the
1: then. Right. No, the it's, you should use results. it for when you don't need to be productive. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Right. I think that's probably a better uh, definer than like the actual smoking of cannabis and stuff like that. Like, what are the results? What is it? How does it affect you?
1: Exactly. Right. Exactly. Now, if if doing cannabis means you do amazing artwork and you know you, you produce your pieces and you meet your deadlines, who am I to say though? My, like, mm-hmm. you
0: know. And that's why I tell people all the time. Like, for me, I'm probably high ninety seven percent of the time, um, but I work better high. I can focus. I can the things um, that I produce are just so much of higher quality that I don't, I don't see that as a negative. Um, But again, I'm also very intentional um, about my consumption and what I'm consuming and for what reason and what I'm like, what is my end goal here? Um, And I think that has a lot to do with it.
1: That is exactly what I think is going to change the whole dialogue for our community to start accepting it. You you really hit it on the nail. It's explaining to the elders and the uneducated or the uninformed that when you use cannabis with intention, it's a whole different ballgame. It's not gonna look like what you saw your little brother doing in high school or mm-hmm. college or you know what I mean? Or on the job. It's a diff it's a different thing altogether. Mm-hmm. But we have to be able to convey that knowledge. We've got to transfer it, mm-hmm. right? And, and that means, A, being comfortable enough to talk about our lived experiences and being comfortable to even come out and tell people you use it. There mm-hmm. are many professional women in corporate who don't want the world to know they use cannabis. Mm-hmm. I know, And it's I... perfectly legal. So when we can be truthful, then we can talk about all of it. Mm-hmm. But until we get to be truthful, it, it's, an, it's another barrier.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. We're, we're only prohibiting ourselves. Um, yeah. Well, I don't want to say that because we're not only, the only no. ones prohibiting ourselves, but we're not doing no, ourselves no. any favors.
1: But And it's unpacking and, depro- and deprogramming. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we've got a lot of years of propaganda from calling it everything from a gateway drug to the devil's lettuce to, you know, so...
0: It's things. it's
1: It may not, like you said, it may not change your mom's view on the stigma, but it's changed yours. It can change, you know, other generations behind. Mm-hmm. My son's going to grow up with a different viewpoint of it entirely.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what the end goal is. So let's talk um, a little bit about how things operate in Canada. So again, I've never been to Canada. I don't know anything really about how things work up there. I did some Google researches, but you know, Canada got, Canada got a lot of places and stuff in there.
1: Okay. So we're a pretty big country. We're yeah. north of you, right? And um, when they, in October of 2018, October 17th, 2018, they legalized cannabis coast to coast. So that meant that from that day onward, people were not going to get arrested for any type of possession. You could have up to 28 grams on your person or you could buy it the 28 grams and you were going to be allowed to grow up the four plants. We, like how you have, you know, 52 States, we have 10 provinces and three territories. So in terms of the flower being legal, the licensing of cultivation is done through a national government body, but the sales, the retail sales are handled individually by each province. So how it differs for what you have in the states, because you don't have it legally federal, you you can only do cannabis by California, for example, mm-hmm. jurisdictions and laws. You go to Louisiana, there's no adult, adult use. You mm-hmm. can only use medical. And then if you if you are a medical patient, even if you had a, a card in California, you have to apply for a medical card in the new state that you're going or you're mm-hmm. visiting. You get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. We don't have to deal with that. We're coast to coast because we are, le- it's legal federally. I can fly with it. federally. cannot do that. Like, you know, coast to coast here really? in Canada. <coughs>
0: <coughs> I thought it was much more restrictive. Um,
1: <coughs> it's restricted in that they card you going into the stores, but that's any, mm-hmm. when I was in Vegas, they card you in dispensaries there too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, the licensing process, depending on each province, is a little, it's its rigorous, all right? There's security clearances. you got to pass to even to be able to cultivate. You, you need quality assurance. They make sure, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, They're treating it like a consumable product, right? So the legalization aspect of it is following whatever they need for it to be available to the public. Um, the taxation is pretty heavy, though. It's like really one of the biggest pain points that, cultivators and retailers all but particularly the cultivators though complain about because um they don't make enough money on the flower so Mm. last week for example we heard or a week and a half ago that you know um a cannabis uh licensed producer closed its doors you know because they just they can't make any money anymore Mm. so um there's need for further reform of our legalization laws We're not allowed to, we don't have consumption lounges yet, so I only can buy, you know, dispensary, uh, I can only buy cannabis at dispensaries or online to be shipped to me. I can't go to a bar and buy cannabis at the bar. I can't go to a coffee shop and buy an edible there. Mm -hmm. So there's still a lot of things we got to work through. (laughs) So
0: then, um, because I mean, those also... See, I wasn't coughing that whole time. I was smoking that whole time. No cough. <coughs> as soon as I get ready to talk. <coughs> um, because I know that uh, the taxing is definitely one of the big things down here too. And um, I don't know. You know, I don't. I know taxes are high. That's all the hell I know. My taxes, most of the time when I order, are at least $45. At least. Um, and that can be on less than a hundred dollars worth of actual products so that's what 40 percent just in 45 percent just in taxes like that's crazy
1: crazy Um, it is crazy
0: but i would i i'm gonna look up the the actual tax rates because i'm just curious like what that looks like and like it's i but i know a lot of cultivators out here have also been really fighting for that tax reform because of the same reason they're saying we're just not making any money how right. To exactly. Keep bringing good product if we're not making any money, um, it's got
1: to make sense. The math has the math, right? hmm mm-hmm.
0: So, um, <laughs> right. I really wish we had coast to coast. That do you understand how great life would be if we were coast to coast? So now is that for recreational and medicinal or just medicinal? Yes, <laughs> both. Uh but, that, that is just so beautiful, and you can so get yeah, it in like, the mail. Yep.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, we yeah. cannot. We cannot because so it's if not I federally order my legal. Cannabis,
1: my medical cannabis takes about two days to get here, and my if I get recreational, it'll come here next day.
0: Like we get deliveries and stuff, but not through the mail like it has to be we have a bunch of different like delivery systems and a lot of the actual dispensaries oh. will come and deliver to your house like oh it's Sunday. a hand
1: delivery definitely mm-hmm. but the, the one that comes by the mail they just hand it to you at the door it's yeah. the mailman it's still like yeah. our postal service but they hand you the package
0: yeah because it's not federal here yet they you can't do right. anything in the mail which i would love i would love uh um,
1: well, you better write your president.
0: Right. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. I have some questions.
1: You're some right? demands. <laughs>
0: um so tell me about or tell us about what is the the cannabis landscape look like um specifically in regards to black people but spe- even more specifically in regards to black women out there in Canada. Like what is what is the the consumer look like but also what is the um the store owners and, you know, the, the regulators and the, the people who are benefiting.
1: Okay. Well, um, that's a very great question. I should preface it to to give you a bit of context. When they did the legalization framework, there were no social equity provisions put in. So you know how there's social equity regards to licensing in can you know for cannabis uh, license, you know retail licenses and cultivation licenses in California. There are none here. There were none built into the laws nothing like that. So um, the only thing was they did make it that it, they facilitated that you could get cheaper pardons if you had been incarcerated for cannabis under a certain amount right. Um, But that was the only thing they did. So in terms of representation, um, there is 3% black representation in the Canadian cannabis market, in the legal Canadian cannabis market. That's
0: ridiculous. It's a horrible number.
1: It is, but it's growing. And I want to say that because even in the duration that Bud Sisters has been around, Um, I've met two black women dispensary owners. I've met, uh, two black men, you know, dispensary owners. So like we're getting in there bit by bit. Um, but it's not an easy process because again, the stigma, Mm
0: -hmm. I'll give you an
1: example. Um, I do, if I do a post like a TikTok to advertise for my group and I did one last week and it's on my Instagram if anybody wants to check it. Um, I did a, um, a TikTok kind of video reel just demonstrating the different types of people that are in our group. Your blunt smokers, your, your vape you know, users, your edible eaters, your dab rig users. Um, I tried to submit it for publishing in another black women's group. So it would have been only adults and it was a local black women's group. So, you know, definitely a Canadian jurisdiction. So cannabis is legal. They, they did not hide the video. They declined it. Mm-hmm because they didn't think the content suited, um, their group. It's, it's a group for black women with businesses. Like if it was a video for, um, a a black owned sex shop, I'm sure they would have actually let, you know what I mean? Especially if it was a black woman you know, Right. and and I went to make sure I, I checked again, the rules, there's nothing, you know, that says that We feel cannabis is amoral, or we even have Mm -hmm. a moral code that we're worried about. But, you know, women my age and younger are still uncomfortable with cannabis. Black women my age.
0: And it's so crazy to hear that still in a country, like you said, that is legalized. Like, I know that that's the, what, what I would call the backbone that you know, the social media platforms or these type of gatekeepers keep now here in the U.S. is that it's not federally legal, so we can't allow it. But you guys don't have that burden, and it's still a problem, obviously.
1: Yep. Yep. Um,
0: And that's just so sad because I think um, the benefits that you can find by just listening Like, you don't even have to, if you don't, if it's not for you, it's not for you, but why block somebody else's blessing?
1: Exactly. Like, why block other women? They're making assumptions that other women in that group would not have been curious about that content or wanted to go and join my group.
0: Right. Or, and, or that, I don't like this, so it's going to make me look bad or have some impression on me if I approve it. No, this has nothing to do with you. Like this has to do with me promoting my business to the people that would want to see it. And the people who don't keep scrolling.
1: Think about it. If I had a black women owned winery, do you think they would have stopped me from advertising in that group? Right. If I had a black woman owned lubricant company, like sexual lubricant, would they have stopped me?
0: See all the time, it's very the like you said. The stigma is what we're trying to break here because at the end of the day, I think that um, when we put something on our backs, when we do, when we put an industry on our backs, it does nothing but grow and shine and multiply a million times over. So we're only hurting ourselves. Yep. Like financially, yep. mentally, because cannabis helps your mental, physically, because it helps your, your your physical, spiritually, like all these, you're just shutting out so many things because of what someone else may think. Yes. And, exactly. And, and that's the part that I just don't understand. Why does someone else's either. opinion of you matter more than what the actual reality of you is?
1: Exactly, because I, I, like, and it's interesting because, I won't lie, um, it, it, it really kind of, um, it it was a downer for me, Mm because it, it made me question, oh my gosh, how hard is this job I'm taking on for myself, you know what I mean?
0: (laughs) Is this worth it, is it worth this? Because this is just to
1: advertise in an online group that only just advertises black women-owned businesses, what about when I want to get into churches and to talk to, to you mm-hmm. know, women my aunts and my mother's ages about mm-hmm. you know how it can help with their arthritic pain and how it can help with their insomnia at night? If I can't even advertise it on, on the Facebook, space, how am I getting in the door <laughs> to talk about
0: mm-hmm. it? <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's
1: it's um
0: it's, discouraging. it's
1: intimidating, and but it's. It's very necessary. We are out here,
0: mm-hmm. you know. And I think um, that's, I think it's important to highlight the the low parts of the journey, the discouraging parts, the imitate in, the intimidating parts um, yes. of the journey, and then feel those right, you know, process those moments, however is needed, and then you keep going because you came after that, that denial, you came on here and you've been amazing. And, you know, now I hope this is going to reach every single one of those black women entrepreneurs that it would have reached in that group. Um, And I think it's um, admirable that you keep, you keep pushing on. And that's what the, the job requires to keep pushing because we are about to get a whole bunch of doors slammed in our face. That is the plight of the black woman, uh, whether it's this industry or anything else that is, that is, uh, unfortunately our cross to bear, but we bear it pretty damn well. Uh, if I do say so myself,
1: you know what, we are a people of survivors
0: Mm -hmm.
1: when you think of the generations of before us, the ancestors who didn't make it, Mm -hmm. you know, across the passage. So Yeah. Thank you for the reminder. Mm -hmm. I, we are built for this fight. Mm -hmm. We, you know, if not us who?
0: Right. Cause ain't nobody gonna do it like us. Y'all can't see, but I did a little shoulder shimmy there. Exactly.
1: Thank you for the inspiration. When we're done, I'm going to do another bowl and I'm going to blast some Shaka Khan. Ain't nobody. Right.
0: Exactly. (laughs) That is what I love to hear. Um, so, what do you think the most important, like right now, um, if you needed to, to shout out the causes that are most important to destigmatizing and legalization, well, you guys are already legal, so you're already over that hurdle. Um, what do you think those causes or those focus points would be for uh, Black women in cannabis in Canada?
1: Well, I... I think, honestly, until the plant's free from all of us, for all of us, we're still in this struggle. So we're still dealing with the pain points of, yes, we got legalization, but they, they gave us baby crumbs. So getting more um, national attention um, and then dollars towards community literacy. We should be able to teach our teens about cannabis so they can understand what we want them to avoid. You know what I mean? Or or to maybe postpone using. We should be able to talk to, you know, we should be able to get the funding to talk to our different community sectors about, you know, even the the ability to grow our our cannabis and cannabis products. Maybe, you know, it's another industry for us to get into and reparations. You know, Mm -hmm. we should be able to have these types of conversations and get, um some support from the government that profited on the propaganda against the plant for a hundred years, to be yeah.
0: honest. I fully believe and support and have been like kind of researching, not really researching, but, uh, reparations for blacks in the form of cannabis contributions in some way. I fully think that is a, a, a viable, if done right, viable option for reparations when, um, people seem to think, oh, it's just not it's just impossible. No, sir. Everything exactly. is possible. You just gotta figure it out. And I think that's a viable exactly. option. Um so make again finding my people because I, I I love that you said that word. Um, and I think those are really are important things to be talking about right now. Like, you know, um how can we keep stepping forward? How can we make this easier? um on us and how can we right the wrongs that were done because um honestly now that i think about it i don't know what dare stands for but like (laughs) a complete revamp of the dare program is needed and and like you said gear it towards education so that these kids can make informed decisions on what they want to do and know where to go when they do make those decisions Um, Because education is, we're not saying education is not important, but vilifying this plant is what the problem was.
1: And Um, right, and look at what happens. We we vilify it, and then these kids are going to go to colleges and universities in states where it is legal, and they won't even know how to handle it.
0: Right. And you know, everybody got a really bad edible story, and if we can stop anybody from having a bad edible story, I will feel like my life's mission is done. Right.
1: Yours and mine.
0: Yes. Cause right. The I'll get you. <laughs> they will get you. <laughs> um, I think those are great things. I I fully agree with all, um. All of those causes. So, how can they support your 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 community? How can they join your community, and how can well, they help? You, uh,
1: the, the easiest. The easiest way to join our community is to follow us on Instagram at AfroCanadaBudSisters. So that's A-F-R-O-C-A-N-N-A-D-A-B-U-D-S-I-S-T-A-S. And um, on our page, you can click the link on the bio and that gives you a hot key to our Facebook group. And so if you follow us on Instagram, you'll get an idea of, you know, the bigger events we do for sure. But if you join the actual Facebook group, you get um, plugged into when we have our Wednesday night chats every Wednesday. You get instant access to the Zoom access for our, we have a bi-weekly sister session on Friday nights. And um, we're, we release more of the themes in our group you know questions on um, sometimes product reviews those things we, we pretty much reserve that for our membership which is more contained on the facebook group so the easiest access point is to find us on instagram and then click on the link in the bio to join our facebook group i love that otherwise so much. you can look for us on our website at Com. and um, i'm definitely going to
0: try and join the uh, the session this Wednesday I don't I I don't think this episode will be out in time for you guys to hear about the session this Wednesday so that means I'm just going to try and, uh, and commit to the next two Wednesdays um, so that we can get a shout out um, so that you guys can join us for the next Wednesday Sisters session with Afro Canada Bud Sisters after this episode has aired um, so if it's not Wednesday yet then Wednesday coming come join us it's <laughs> basically what I'm saying. Uh, it has been so much fun. We we went on so many tangents, and I loved it so much. And I feel like I learned so much information, and I found another uh, Highness Queen to add to my community. I'm another Sister Soul. Um, you are absolutely beautifully, amazingly great. And this is, I thank you so much because it's been so much fun.
1: Oh, wow. You. You're leaving me blushing and warm and fuzzy. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank yes. you so much, Jess, for an amazing experience. This has been a great session. Yes, thank yes, you. it has. I got thank you really for an amazing hot. discussion.
0: <laughs> yeah, I see. Look, really high conversations always lead to great discussions. I
1: Absolutely. believe it. Absolutely. So, thank you.
0: Yes. So, before we get out of here, one last thing. We always end the show with a random ass question from the random ass question list because what is highness without randomness so i have a list of questions numbered four through twenty um go ahead and pick a number and then i'll ask you that question
1: 17.
0: okay question 17 is what is your biggest superstition
1: purse on the floor makes you poor
0: drives me crazy I Like, me and my mom have come to battles over this so many times. I've gotten so mad. Do you hate me? Do you hate me? Why don't you want me to have money? Why do you continue to put my purse on the floor? Jasmine, it doesn't matter. Yes, it does. What is wrong with you? Oh, my gosh. It drives me crazy. And it's guy's like, so. so what do you do if there's nowhere to put your purse? What do you do?
1: You know what, I um, I go for my day job, I used to go to um, like day seminars sometimes, and law firms like to give you free stuff, and one time, one of the swag they gave was this, it was a hook, you put it on, so if you're ever at a dinner table, it's a hook, and it hangs like, like the way it's designed is it hangs on the corner of the edge of the table, and you hang your purse on it.
0: Yeah, I've seen those, uh, and I don't know why I've never bought one. Um, because I mean, because this, you're
1: waiting for someone to give it to you for free.
0: Yes. I also believe in that. I fully yes. <laughs> am behind that idea. Um, but what I'll do, like, so if there's nowhere for me, to, nowhere for me to put my purse, I'll like put my feet together, like on the floor, like, like the bottoms of my feet together like this, and then I'll sit yeah. my purse on top of my feet. So it's still not touching the floor.
1: My- I've done that on the plane.
0: Yeah. Because I
1: won't put my purse on the floor no. on the plate. No. I don't care. We're fighting. Right. We're fighting. And my
0: mom's like, "Jasmine, it's not that sick. Yes, it is. I don't want to be broke. <laughs> okay. We're going to fight exactly. the broke demon in any way, shape, or form that we can. So, no. <laughs> don't put my purse okay. on the floor. It, oh.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So, I am in the same boat. And I've done the double cross on the back of my chair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You get very inventive.
1: You have to. You have to. I'm not losing my purse.
0: That is hilarious. That is hilarious. That
1: was a great question. Right. I don't
0: remember where. I Look, these are really like just random ass questions that I come up with randomly throughout time. And I just write them down. Um, I love it. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. I'm trying to think of what mm, my biggest superstition. I have a lot. Like the purse on the floor and not splitting poles. Oh. Um, or maybe that's really it. <laughs> I can't think of any more. Maybe I'm I used high. to
1: swear that if I said jinx when a, a free throw was going, like a free throw <laughs> shot at the that it would it would go in. Or would it not go in? No, if I said jinx, it would
0: go in. Yes. Oh, so you just did the opposite of everybody else.
1: I think so. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's how long ago I played it.
0: <laughs> that's why I'm special. You guys do it this way. I do it this way.
1: <laughs> I'm a little bit opposite like that. I'm a little bit opposite.
0: <laughs> that is hilarious. Like, yeah. right,
1: you're right, right? If, if you're saying jinx, you usually don't want it to go in, right? Yeah. But I think I wanted it to go in. I'm going to spend the rest of my afternoon getting by wondering what was I thinking. Right. What
0: was I thinking? I know. And now I'm going to sit here and think what was the superstition that inspired this question? Because I don't think it was the purse (laughs) on the floor. Even though that's like one of my biggest things, I don't think that's what it was. I think it was some other ridiculous superstition that I have that I just cannot remember right now because I'm just too fucking high. But I'm not mad about that. Because right after we finish this, I'm about to go heat me up some pizza. There you go. And
1: I'm going to go and reheat myself some soup. So we got our snacks ready.
0: Snacks are great when you're high. Okay, so that is the random ass question. Uh, Your biggest superstition, don't put your purse on the floor. I agree 100%, ladies. Find another way. Don't be broke. Um... (laughs) So I, we are officially done with this episode, this international episode, the first international episode and hopefully a series of international episodes um, with my girl T- Kadisha of Afro-Canada Bud Sisters. This has been absolutely amazing. I had so much fun. Um, I'm so sad it took us this long to get together because it's been so amazing that like, why did we not do this before? Uh, I know, right? I know, but it's fine because we'll do it so many more times now.
1: Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. and then you're going to come on mine whenever I do season two.
0: Yes, and you're going to change it to just 30 episodes and one bonus. (laughs) (laughs) Matter of fact, can I be like episode number five or ten or something that ends in a zero or a five?
1: Absolutely. You remind me and you make sure to remind me it's got to be a five or a ten.
0: Yep, 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 yep. I'm, I'm good with that. I, see, that is love. Dealing with my crazy ass issues. Maybe that's what, what one of the help. superstitions was, was the zero and the five thing. I don't know. Um. Anyways, so you told them where you can find them. I'm going to go ahead and repeat it one more time. You can find them on Instagram at AfroCanadaBudSisters, A-F-R-O-C-A-N-N-A-D-A-B-U-D-S-I-S-T-A-S. I did that from memory. Yes! <laughs> and then you can find them um, on Facebook. Join the Facebook group because that is where all the good shit happens. And, um, yeah, Twitter. That, the thing, that's where yes. I found you. Was uh, yes. Twitter, Afro, Bud Sisters, LinkedIn, and Clubhouse. Are you still on Clubhouse?
1: Yes. I'm still there, but I lurk I haven't been doing the regular... I, I, I want to get back into Clubhouse, but I think everybody's gone. I don't know. What do you yeah,
0: think? I, I get the notifications. I actually never go on there anymore.
1: Yeah, I don't even get notifications, and maybe that's part of the problem, or it's my bliss. I'll take the. You know? I get
0: notifications, and it still doesn't prompt me to open them. I don't even know why the notifications to turn on. I should actually probably turn them off because it just be bugging me.
1: Well, the other day when I was doing, um, when I was going to do my journey. Um, I wanted to go in a solicitor, you know, like the psychedelics, and just get, you know, a refresher or something to, you know, because I was a little nervous. It felt like it'd been a while, and I couldn't find any of those rooms. I'm like, wait, aren't I a member of these clubs? So it's gotten to the point where my clubhouse feed is basically a lot of, like, um,
0: mine feels like a lot of bizarre clickbait.
1: disputes, like yeah, you know, clickbait. high high worth women, blah blah blah, it, you know the relationship stuff and I'm like, wait, what happened to all the cannabis stuff I was following? Right. Where'd everybody go?
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's most of the ones I get now too. They're like, why don't black men date black women? I'm like, this is just clickbait. And again. It is clickbait. And that's why I just like I'm like, why do I even still get these notifications? Because this is I know this is stupid.
1: Um right. but it
0: another tangent. Um And then your website. (laughs) They can find you on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Clubhouse, and your website at www.africanadabudsisters.com. I'm getting better at saying that.
1: You are getting really good. Yes.
0: Um, And so, yeah, so hit her up. Come be a part of her community. It's a great community to be a part of. Um, I can tell you because I'm just going to say I'm now part of it. So, you know. We're friends. You are. Yeah, it's a thing. You are. Um, And I, once again, want to say thank you for coming through, being a joy to work with, smoking a few bowls with me. Um, and I think that sums up another episode of Bluntly Black Girls. You guys can follow us on um, at Bluntly Black Girls on IG and Bluntly B L K Girls on Twitter. Comment, rate, subscribe, and talk to us. Let us know what you think about the episode. If you're in Canada and you like to smoke, come talk to us. Come talk to Kadesha. Come be a friend. We love to build community, obviously. So smoke a blunt, drink some water, and give a fuck what anybody going to say about being a bluntly black girl. Bye. I just think it's so beautiful to um, realize that you're missing something and then figuring out how to fulfill that need and then not stopping there, but figuring out how you can help fulfill that need for others. Um, and exactly. that that's just so that journey is so beautiful from to, uh, to me for you <laughs> couldn't get that well, part thank
1: out. Thank you, thank you. Well, it's the plant, right? Like it it brings people together. It really. I, I don't want to be corny about it, but it does. Like whether you want to just trade with someone, so you want them to smell, it, you know, the terpenes It's experience what you did, or it's the the way you live your life, and you want others to enjoy the same benefits.
0: It's. Right. It's it's
1: something that gathers people,
0: you know? I get so excited when I find out somebody smokes, especially when I find out a black woman smokes or consumes cannabis. Um, I get so happy inside. I'm like, oh my God, I found my peoples. I found another one to add to my little group.